do better. Welcome to Do Better Podcast, a digital content hub from Asade, built for minds interested in doing better. Knowledge ideas, perspectives, and research insights on topics that matter. Business advice for better decisions and growth. Latest on the world of innovation and ideas. A look inside a global world beyond borders and an open view on social challenges. You can leave your comments and suggestions on dobetter.isade.edu. Hello everyone, I'm George Chondrakis from the Asade Entrepreneurship Institute and this is our first uh, podcast on innovation. Artificial intelligence, or AI, has been shown to compete with people for increasingly complex tasks. However, little is known about how AI can be complementary to labor. Interacting with AI can benefit human skill development. In this podcast, we will examine how the emergence of chess computers in the 1980s affected the skill development of human chess players. So today we're very lucky to have with us Fabian Gessler uh, from the Max Planck Institute. So Fabian is a, a senior research fellow there. And we're lucky to have him today present his work on artificial intelligence. Now, most of us have heard a lot of things about artificial intelligence and it's one of those buzzwords that every corporate boardroom talks about these days. But, uh, you know, you present some interesting findings that can help us think about AI's impact on corporations and the economy more broadly. So the first thing I want to ask you, Fabian, is actually artificial intelligence is not something new, right? So in, in fact, your work implies that this has been around for a while. So why all of a sudden this artificial intelligence has become so prominent? Why so much buzz around this term? Well, um, as a matter of fact, artificial intelligence really goes back to the emergence of the computer. Alan Turing already philosophized what makes a machine think, what is artificial intelligence. Since then, this was like in the 1950s, we've seen several waves of artificial intelligence trends where people thought this is now the breakthrough. And the current one that we observe is due to breakthroughs that we had on the hardware side in the late 2000s, as well as on the programming side in terms of neural network programming. So, so the current hype is um, due to recent breakthroughs that we saw on the hardware side as well as on the programming side. And as we also see now, like first commercial applications, probably this time artificial intelligence is here to stay. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's very interesting. Now, today you presented uh, your work at, in our research seminar series, and you focus specifically on chess players, right? So can you tell us a little bit, um, what did you find? So what is the question, or what, what were you trying to understand in this study, and what are some of the findings that, you know, that seem to be applicable to corporations? So the idea here is that human interaction with artificial intelligence is a fairly new phenomenon in many aspects, especially when it comes to firms and commercial applications. However, if you think back, one of the very first devices where artificial intelligence was used in human interaction, that was with chess computers, who have been around since the late 1970s. And the interesting thing is here that we can actually observe what was the effect of human chess players interacting, training with chess computers on their performance when actually competing against other human players. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so this is fascinating. So essentially, this is a sort of a little laboratory, we can say, where essentially a 
type of worker or a type of employee, we can think if we try to think more broadly, had a chance to actually use AI with the purpose of kind of like enhancing their skills. Let's put it like that. So, what what are some of the findings? So, what did you find based on this kind of like uh, in this setting? So, in this setting, we argue that given the availability of chess computers, players had an anytime opportunity to actually train to improve their chess skills with a teacher who never gets tired. Mm -hmm. And what we actually find is indeed that chess players increased their performance, they got better, but more importantly, they also improved their chess skills faster. So they learned faster compared to other chess players who at that time did not have the chance to train with chess computers. What we also observe is that having the opportunity to experiment new moves, new strategies with a chess computer meant that you could try out new things without having others observing it, mm -hmm. um, which eventually provided the opportunity to try out risky things and surprise your opponent with moves that you have actually like um, studied a lot beforehand. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fascinating. And the idea then, I guess, is um, how can we interpret these findings you know, of course, you focus on chess players, so on, uh, you know, how, uh, how well they perform in a very specific setting. But I guess your results have a lot of implications for organizations, broadly speaking, like in particular corporations. And one of the themes that kind of comes about is typically whether or the extent to which AI is actually a complements versus substitutes human capital. So what can your results say more broadly about corporations? Well, um, mostly in the media, we have seen in the last um, years, even though it's a, it's a pattern that goes back to earlier automation and other labor-replacing technologies, that first of all, people think that they have to compete against those new emergent technologies, in this case, artificial intelligence. We have a more positive view and actually argue that they are complementary complementarities. And even beyond that, just having not only AI supporting you in actually f uh, fulfilling the task, mm -hmm. you can actually learn while doing something, while working together with the artificial intelligence. Okay, so I, I mean, this is like quite a nice message to, to kind of like to push around. Now, if we want to think around, you know, what specific steps corporations can can take. So, you know, could you, what could you say about, you know, what firms should be doing when it comes now interacting with these artificial intelligence powered systems and what, what type of skills or process they should put in place? So I think firms first have to really check the feasibility, what they can actually replace or where they can actually implement the artificial, artificial intelligence. Of course, we have seen an astounding development in the last couple of years, but there's still certain cognitively demanding processes where a machine cannot replace or cannot even help um, a human. So first of all, like firms really have to think hard whether it is feasible to have AI complementing or even replacing a certain task, a certain routine within the company, given that many tasks, even if they appear routine to the outside, they actually demand highly demanding cognitive skills that even nowadays AI cannot deliver. On the other hand, we have to understand that in our example with chess computers, the environment, even though like games can be very complex, there's only a limited number of parameters. Mm -hmm. However, in real life, when it comes to firm decisions, the parameters are infinite. Mm -hmm. 
to really have an AI working on this does not, is not based on rules, but rather on learning from earlier data, from earlier experiences. And so basically, AI nowadays, as it works, relies a lot on training data. However, this training data, its quality is highly dependent on what eventually you get out of it. So if you have training data that entails, for instance, one bias that you are not aware of, that may actually eventually become part of the AI and lead to decisions that you actually wanted to avoid, but you now have them in even a um, more devastating way in the sense that you cannot really tell what, was, what, what, what the machine determined. Fabian, thank you very much. And this is very interesting insights on a topic that really concerns a lot of people uh, in business around the world today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, it was a pleasure. If you still want to learn more, remember, you can register on our platform, dobetter.asade.edu. That was all for today. Until next time, thank you. Do better.